Welcome to the Uncle Hack Podcast, where dudes pretty much just talk dude shit. Oh, yeah. We wish you a Merry Christmas. We wish you. It's over. It is over. Ladies and gentlemen, are you are, are we happy about that? Are we upset? What are we feeling? Tell you what I'm feeling. Some stand-up dates. Hey! <clears throat> Upcoming date. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Uh, December 29th in Red Deer, Alberta. Sold out. Can't get that. December 31st. Banff, Alberta. A uh, little pregame with the Cats, Showtime, 7.30, head on out, January 1st, Calgary, Alberta, early show, sold out, late show, just added, be sure to get your tickets today. Uh, January 20th, we are in uh, Slave Lake, Alberta, January 25th, uh, Kindersley, Saskatchewan, January 26th, Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, uh, January 27th, Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan, February 4th, Edmonton, Alberta, February 9th and 10th, we are in Thunder Bay, February 16th and 17th, Niagara Falls, February 22nd in Fredericton, February 23rd and 24th, St. John, New Brunswick, February 25th, Halifax, Nova Scotia, February 29th to March 2nd in Winnipeg, March 16th, Drumheller, Alberta, March 24th, Vancouver, British Columbia, March 29th to the 31st in Ottawa, April 11th, Hinton, Alberta, April 12th, Rocky Mountain House, April 13th Drayton Valley tickets at dangercatsshop.com be sure to grab those little suckers today shows are selling out it's crazy you know it's crazy what's going on (laughs) Christmas time Uh, a little late addition to your Christmas stocking you know get some tickets I don't know I don't know whatever you celebrate who cares anymore you know the holidays are just uh they are, they, they, in your adulthood, they become a stressful time. I believe after like the age of 23, once like, once you move out of your parents' house, that's, that's when the stress of Christmas and holiday seasons, cause you got to juggle plans. You got to figure things out. You may have a significant other and it's like, do we go here? Do we go there? You know, these, um, the tension starts to rise every day you get a little closer to it, you know? I know there's like families out there. You get these families and it's like tradition. Like, oh, we got to do this. But when you add more people into the fold, you know, you bring kids into the mix. It starts to, it starts to fester a little bit, doesn't it? Do you feel that? Every, every, any sane man, I know I've probably talked about this uh, in, in a number of podcasts in the past. If like any sane man that, that goes through Christmas time with his family knows like, the gun cabinet is always just a few too many drinks away. You know, you start looking at it and be like, you better change the fucking lock combination on that. And then some of the Americans that listen to this and be like, you guys put your guns in a locked safe. Oh, what are you guys gay or something? <laughs> what are you guys up there fucking sucking each other off? Your guns in a fucking safe. What are you doing? <laughs> didn't know Canadians were gay. <laughs> Yeah, we have to do that up here. 
And then you got to get the wife to fucking change the law combination on it. So that way, you know, you just might have a few too many and it's one argument and, you know, it's, it's, it's two Christmas dinners. The, the only thing that's saving you at this point is like the overeating and the, uh, you know, your body going into overdrive, trying to break the food down. So it's just like, you can feel all the blood leave your head and you get woozy. You're falling asleep everywhere that, or you're too drunk and you're passing out in uh, recliners at relatives houses, you know, it's the only thing saving, uh, the glue in the family, the glue of the holiday season is liquor. That's what keeps everything together, is the liquor, I think. The booze. The booze is what keeps the family together, you know, is being able to get up at, uh, you know, whatever time you're, it, it, I guess it depends on how old your children are and, and how uh, excited they are about Santa, you know. Some of them are up at the ass crack of dawn and you may have just put the, pre- uh, uh Save yourself. You might have some kids listening to this podcast there. Uh, hack, what are you doing? This is a children's podcast. You almost blew the cover of, uh, of a, a, a good man that, that travels to house to house and puts gifts underneath the Christmas tree for these goddamn kids. You know, Santa probably just, you know, you're just having your last nightcap and the, and the kids are going to be up in about two hours because Santa came around, right? It's the only appropriate time of the year where you can start drinking the moment you wake up and nobody really kind of, you know, you do a little Baileys and coffee. You can sneak liquor in places where it's kind of acceptable, you know, cracking a beer is a bit much, you know, you can crack a fucking beer that early, but it's like, Ooh, I don't know about that. But you, you, you put a little, uh, snort of fucking Baileys in your coffee and, and, and then everybody kind of respects you a little. You know, that's the difference of that is, uh, you, you, you put a little snort of Bailey's in the coffee and uh, they're like, oh, nice. He's having a little Bailey's and coffee. But if you were to crack a Budweiser, they'd be like, woof, this early. You're into the beers this early. We're not even into, you know, double digits in the AM. What are we, what are you doing here? And, and, and that's the trouble, you know, there's like. There's weird rules that, uh, not even rules, almost like they're unwritten rules that you got to abide by. And, and it's a lot of tiptoeing around and trying to figure it out as you, as you get older. And you young guys, I'm telling you, enjoy it while you can, you know. Christmas, when you're a young chap, is a, is a nice time. It's a beautiful time. You're gathering with your family, your friends. You're not quite in the, in the uh, deep, dark secrets of the family. You know, you don't really know all the tension between everybody. You're an oblivious young lad. So you just show up and you're a giddy young fucking dumbass. You're enjoyable enjoyable to be around is what it is. And, and uh, that innocence will start to leave the more you understand of like how the, the more you start to understand the family dynamic and how everything is structured and who's hates who, and, and however it all pans out, right? When you're a young chap, you're not quite privy to this information, so just showing up and getting drunk is really the only thing that you have to do. And the folks, like, you know, they might get annoyed of you. They might not like it because you're too chipper. You're too spry. You're, you know, you got this positive outlook. 
And some may envy it and some may be attracted to it and they want to be around it because it's the only thing that they have left that's positive in their life is the young nephew coming around, plugging about 24 fucking BLs in him, you know, a couple bush lattes and he wants to have the shots with grandma, you know, he's Jimmy Fun. But as you get older, it goes away. Once you have children, you know, you may be a wife, girlfriend, whatever it is, you know, whatever it is. Because then that's when plans come in. And I don't know if you've ever had to deal with plans. Not fun. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's not exactly a dude way to live is by plans, you know, is just, uh, I'm, I'm, I think I'm a dude through and through because when plans, I start to get a little stressed when plans come around. When there's timelines and deadlines of like, oh, we can only spend two hours here and then the good time starts rolling right when the two hour mark is is just, it's on the horizon. You're looking at the clock and it's like 10 o'clock. We got to go over here and it's just like, fuck, the good time was just starting to roll. I don't want to go over there and then try and figure out the vibe all over again. You know, I'm locked in. I'm feeling good. And then we, you throw kids in the mix. You throw the kids in the mix and then that that's tough. You got to go to grandma's. Then your aunt's over here. Your parents are divorced. So you got to split time between mom and dad. And then you're running to this dinner and you get half a turkey leg and, you know, the... The stuffing's just getting pulled out of the oven and you're looking and you're like, oh, fuck, we got to go over here now. And they're already putting the food away over there. What are we doing? It's a goddamn maze to juggle through. And then on top of it, you know, you want to have a good time. I imagine we're a bunch of good time Charlies around here that listen to this podcast. You're good time guys, aren't you? You love a, you love a good night out on the fucking piss, right? And I'd imagine that a lot of guys that listen to this podcast don't mind hopping behind the wheel after a few sarsaparillas. And it's the worst time of year for that. Everywhere you go, there's a fucking check stop ruining your good time. You know, you're you're trying to be less stressed behind the wheel by having a few cocktails, but you're more stressed than you initially intended to be because God forbid every you may make a left turn. And old fun sucker fucking pig boy over there has his lights going and said, just have you had anything to drink? Yeah, it's Christmas. Of course I've had a few drinks and you'd thought it'd be good to get behind the wheel. Yeah, this is when I do my best driving. This is when I do my finest work behind the wheel is when I got about at least eight beer in me. And now here you are ruining my time. Now I got to figure out like, fuck, car's getting towed. This is the only one we got. Wife's going to be a little pissed. Thank God the kids aren't with me because that wouldn't be a good look. You know, there goes my job. Thanks for ruining my life because I was trying to have a good time on Christmas. And I know you're probably thinking like, hack, are you endorsing drinking and driving on this podcast? Oh, no, no, no. I'm not endorsing it. I'm just saying sometimes... You get caught up and you got places to be, you know, and, and, and when you're, you're on a time crunch, like I just fucking ran through all that scheduling that you got to do. And then the only way to ease the pain of all that scheduling as a dude is to have a few drinks to drop the stress. And then you get, then you got to go to the next location and the stress arises because here we are, you know, here we are old DUI fucking Dawn over here. 
has to be fucking sucking the fun out of the out of everything. You know, these fucking guys. And speaking of which, uh This is how this is how the holiday season started. Woman pleads guilty after plowing into DUI sign while drunk driving in California. See if they didn't have the fucking sign there. We wouldn't be seeing this article. And I know it's a wild thing to blame a DUI side, but it is quite honestly the only take that you could have here. It's like, why would you put that sign up? The lady was just trying to enjoy the holiday season and then you got to put a new obstacle. She's probably drove that road so many goddamn times she could do it blindfolded. And here you go and ruin her Christmas by putting a new obstacle that she wasn't quite ready for. All right. A drunk driver in California smashed into a sign warning uh, into a sign warning that police were on the hunt for anybody driving under the influence and was promptly arrested. Clarissa Hernandez pleaded guilty Wednesday to a misdemeanor charges and was sentenced to three years probation. Citing court records, Hernandez had a bit of a had a drunk a pint of tequila before she plowed into an electronic signboard in Palm Springs in August, according to police. Oh, this isn't even in the holiday season. See, I was. Ugh. Year-round, they're fucking with you. <laughs> Hernandez nearly collided, uh, collided with a group of pedestrians leaving the theater before colliding into the <laughs> colliding with the signboard. Her eyes were bloodshot, red, and watery, and her speech was slurred. She swayed forward and back continuously. A, poli- a Palm Springs Police Department officer identified as a J. Valdiva wrote in a por- uh, report, officers manning the DUI checkpoint a few steps away rushed over to the mangled Land Rover as Hernandez staggered free. Holy shit. Talk about shooting yourself in the foot. Clarissa's over here making us all look bad, you know. Already, already uh, in a deficit as a female driver, and then you throw a pint of fucking tequila in her. And my God. You know, what are you doing, lady? I'm switching up on him. <laughs> I'm switching up on him because this is, this. you know, any any guy from small town Canada or even, even just a rural community, you've taken a back road or two with a few pints in you just to get home. It's the way of the road. I'd be a goddamn liar and I'm not proud of it. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm proud of it, but yes. It, it's it's happened. I'm not going to sit here and say I'm, a, I'm I'm proud about these moments in my life. But <laughs> there ain't no Uber down there in southern Alberta. You know, there ain't no Uber in uh, rural Alabama. It is funny. Have you ever seen that video of uh, where was it? I'll see if I can video. And driving. Not now. Uh, I think it was in California where they are talking about how pissed they are. How Cali- Here we go. Have you seen this clip? Oh, God. Why? Mm-hmm. 
important to restrict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright <laughs> people getting pissed that they're taking away drinking and driving and i know not exactly the thing that you wanted to hear on this podcast Strict drinking and driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting common this when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day, and then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. They're making it loud. <laughs> I didn't know we're taking away all the fun. Put in a hard day's work. I think we've talked about this video on the pod before, but it, it is a classic. You know, it is a classic. It is tough to sit here and think that, yeah, maybe we are getting a little communist that we can't have uh, something nice like this anymore. You know, it is a little communist that... I thought this was a free country. I thought that this was a free goddamn country. Driving here is viewed by some as downright undemocratic. It's kind of getting communist when a fella can't put in a hard day's work, put in 11, 12 hours a day. And then get in your truck and at least drink one or two beers. They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. You, can't, you have to wear a seatbelt when you're driving. It is hilarious. This woman is saying this in a like a what looks to be an old Ford pickup with a child in her uh, passenger seat. You know, these are the days before airbags. You know, when people were tough. When people were tough, we we bubble wrap our society, and that's the problem. You know. We bubble wrap everything now, you know, we're making, we're putting up too many guardrails, you know, too many, too many fucking things are just, uh, it cushioned so that way we can round, we got to round the corners because the dumb kids might walk into it and split their eyebrows open, you know, it's just getting too much. And these people, you know, they're standing up for what they believe in. And this lady's just saying, you got to drive around with a goddamn seatbelt on. What the hell is going on? What What is Joseph Stalin running this fucking country? What's going on? Is Gorbachev going to come over here? Put on a fucking restriction on whether or not we can drink Coca-Cola with actual sugar cane in it? Ever since they took the cocaine out of Coca-Cola. <laughs> Coca-Cola. <laughs> I've been seeing a decline in this country. And quite frankly, I ain't here for it. You sick son of a bitches. Why the hell you want to do something like this to me? I'm a hardworking American. And if I want to drink a Budweiser while speeding down the freeway, listening to Freebird, then God damn it, I deserve the right to. Our forefathers fought so that way we could do what we want to do today in the present. You know? If I want to point my revolver at a single mother outside of a grocery store while listening to Leonard Skinner hammered out of my brains, roasting the tires off a 1982 Firebird, then God damn it, I should have the right to. This is a bullshit country. Putting drinking and driving laws on me. You know who I am? You know what I do? You know what I do every goddamn day? I wake up at 7 o'clock on the dot. On the dot. I head out the door, okay? I head out the goddamn door, and I drive my fucking 1982 Firebird down to the Chevy factory, and I press port. 
hurts all day long. I'm standing there sweating. The fucking machines are producing a heat only the devil himself can understand. A hot breath of just steaming, piping air hits me every 32 seconds on the dot when the release of that press comes, and I got to grab that hot steaming metal Slide it onto a conveyor belt where it goes to the next guy to drill holes. And I do that for eight to nine hours a day. And God damn it, if I want to stop at a 7-Eleven on the way home and grab a tall boy, a Budweiser, the king of beers, then God damn it, I deserve it. This is amazing. I wonder what she's up to now. Two beers. They're making it laws where you can't drink when you want to. You, can't, you have to wear a seatbelt when you're driving. And pretty soon we're going to be calm this country. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy shit. And guess what? You guys are a communist country because listen, listen to this. Back to the article, woman pleads guilty after plowing into a DUI sign. She was angry, argumentative, and hostile, the officer wrote, adding that when questioned, Hernandez said she had polished off her tequila just 10 minutes before the crash. Hernandez also walked away at one point and swung her hand at an officer who tried to stop her from leaving. Hernandez, 27, who is from Texas, admitted one misdemeanor. You know, I don't know what. Boozing and driving in Texas is just like, they're, they're still, they are fucking hoorah about that down there. They are hoorah about that down there. It, 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 drinking and driving in Texas is just like, they shrug their shoulder. Everybody you talk to down there has a fucking DUI. Cause they're like, yeah, I'd love to come to Canada. And you, and it came to the point where I was talking like, yeah, you want to come up? Do you got any charges? They're like, yeah, I got driving under the influence. Well, you can't come. They're like, what? It's like, yeah, you can't come to Canada. What the hell you mean? I can't come to Canada. Well, we got like strict laws about drinking and driving. And, and because you have that charge on you, you can't come to Canada. Are you fucking kidding me? They get mad about it. Are you fucking kidding me? It's like, I didn't write the law. You're telling me I can't come to your shithole country? And it's like, okay, yeah, you got me there. Your dumb, dumb country up there because I got a driving under the influence? It's like everybody in the state has that. That's insane. You know, like you work in the oil patch long enough. You've met a ton of guys that do have... DUIs underneath your belt and it becomes kind of like normal but nobody gets mad about it they understand the consequences that's the difference between uh dudes that you've met in a blue collar industry right they understand they're like yeah I fucked up I know I fucked up I can't go to the states anymore because I, I was drinking and driving you know they don't want me down there because I, I'm a little dangerous behind the wheel and the liquor gets a hold of me and uh, I just got places to be and shit to do. Well, at least I think I do in that moment. And that's just the way it goes. Now I got a vacation to places like Kelowna. You know, I got to take the, the family to places like Kelowna for the summer because we can't, I can't take the kids to Disneyland. So we just make up and we say, well, actually the Disneyland of Canada is in Kelowna. So we're going to go out there and just cruise a boat 
I'm going to get hammered and drive the boat. And everything's going to be fine. We'll put the kids on the tube. It makes the tube rides better. It makes my time a little more enjoyable. We're going to the Disneyland of Canada, and it's in Kelowna, British Columbia. And they're like, well, where's Mickey Mouse? And they're like, ah, fuck. So you just got to start bringing, like, Disney costumes and hand them out to the homeless people so that way they can scare the shit out of the kids. And then, you know, you can save a little money because then, kids grow up and they th- they're like mickey's an alcoholic and it's like yeah well he got fired from the network they're not really producing much with mickey anymore you know so he's down on his luck he's not making any money what do you want me to do elsa and all the elves and all them little little fuckers that they're doing remakes of mickey's kind of out of the picture you know the disney channel isn't really putting out new mickey material so he's not making any cash and here he is homeless in Kelowna. <laughs> Yeah, that's crazy. If you tell a Texan that they can't come to Canada over. Next time you're down in the state, if you're in Texas, just bring it up out of conversation. Hey, you ever been to Canada? Oh, no, no. They all say the same thing. Oh, no, no, no. I'd love to go. I'd love to go to Canada. And your follow-up question has to be, well, uh, do you got any charges? And then 90% of them are going to say, yeah, yeah. Well, one time, I, I got one. One or two. They'll start lying about the number of like how many times they've been busted driving underneath the influence. And then uh, when you tell them that, hey, look, you can't come to Canada because you got a DUI. Texans get fired up. They're like, what the fuck you mean? They get mad at you like you wrote the law. I had that happen to me like three times when we were down there. Well, you can't come to Canada. You got DUI. Are you fucking kidding me? You guys really are a communist country. They get mad upset you you're telling me i can't go up there because what i had a few drinks and got behind the wheel and it's like yeah i guess i don't know it's the law up there yeah well you're fucking stupid and they get ma- they get angry at you it's fun it's a fun game to play try it next time if you're in texas try that out with all the texans tell them they can't come to canada because they got a dui <laughs> holy christ speaking of uh when 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 some people talk you get angry right Big Trudy. Holiday season. We got viral clips of him just being pumped out. He's quite the character these days. He, uh, he's kind of just fucking talking out of his ass at this point. And it's and it's becoming fun. We got two things to talk about. And I know. It's like, oh, maybe we won't make this political. But I throw curveballs at you guys because I don't. I want to keep you on your toes when you come to this podcast. You're like, oh, finally, he's not political anymore. And then all of a sudden I see a clip and I'm like, we're getting political. You know, it's like dad at Christmas dinner. And that one aunt from the big city comes out and she wants to start throwing, uh, she wants to start throwing like medical statistics off of global news at Adam. And he's just spent two years in the gulag, you know, two years in, in lockdown talking about, you know, how fucked up a lot of this shit is. He's he's getting his news from alternate sources, you know, that isn't mainstream. So those two get battling at the Christmas dinner table. And, and, and we all agreed that we weren't going to get political, but somebody's always, you just, you have a disdain for this person because they come down either side, left or right. It doesn't matter. One of them's going to crack it off by saying something, you know, ignorant to the other one to really fire this all up again. And Christmas is back. You know, everybody's happy again. 
because we finally got some entertainment that doesn't revolve sitting around the TV. We don't have to watch, uh, you know, the football games are all over, we're bored, the conversation is ran dry. Your one aunt has, has uh, half a bottle of pros, pro, uh, pro, Proschetto. What is that fucking wine? That bubbly wine, Prosecco, Prosetto, Prosetto. Do I got it right? Who gives a shit? She's got a half a bottle of that, of that down her yap. Not, not a big drinker, but now she's getting a little loose-lipped. Doesn't really agree how you're raising your children. She wants to get involved in something. She wants to fire this up. She wants to get the, the troops going again. So let's talk. But, uh, we got Big Trudy here. Podcast clip. I don't know when the podcast dropped, but whenever he goes off script, is is very fun because I don't think he really thinks about what he's saying. It's similar to this podcast. I don't really think at all when I'm talking on this podcast, you know? And uh, he just lets her sail. That's what's fun about Big Trudes is he just lets it sail. But when you're in a position like this, you kind of got to watch a little bit, I would think, because everything's under a microscope, everything that you're talking about. The, the, the number of companies and countries that are saying something's happening in Canada where it's better there, even though for Canadians, yeah, grocery bills suck. Rent sucks. Mortgage renegotiation. Oh my God, how are we going to deal with it? Like these are. This is what this idiot is talking about. You know, Can you imagine. <laughs> he can't be serious. The, the the number of companies and countries that are saying something's happening in Canada where it's better there, even though for Canadians, yeah. Grocery bills suck. Rent sucks. Mortgage renegotiation. Oh my God, how are we going to deal with it? Like these are real fears. But we have built the base of things that are going to help so much in an uncertain world. The, the, the num- Doesn't that make you feel good as a Canadian when you hear that? It's like, listen, a lot of companies are looking at Canada to be like, we can just rape the fucking lands that's essentially what he's saying is we can go there and just absolutely bend canadians over on wages we can bend them over any which way we want to fuck them we can boy oh boy that sounds wonderful that sounds great why are we not investing in this goddamn country huh canadians you know not so happy with grocery bills, rent, mortgages. Are you crazy? But something is happening here. You know, this guy needs a teleprompter in front of him at all times. Those years of being a drama teacher and, uh, you know, the failed actor that he is, you, you know, he's a method actor. You know, you got to put him in a scenario where he can really shine. And in moments like this, podcasting, not necessarily his strong suit of like having a, a conversation where he can uh, speak to the people, you know, because when you're in a position like this, like the prime minister of Canada, a lot of people are watching every little thing you do to hopefully see you fuck up. And this is one of those fuck ups right there that that goes 
incredibly viral. You know, it goes incredibly viral. And the fine folks are thinking to themselves like, what the fuck is this guy saying? Pardon me? So he just admitted that as a Canadian, it is absolutely horrendous to live here. It sucks. I'm being bent over with price gouging on all aspects of like when it comes to living, that's housing, food, you know, your general goods. The past couple of years, I've had to deal with all the restrictions that were put in place for me. There was uh, a lot of coercion to get something that I don't necessarily want to have in my body. You know, now I'm over here. I'm autistic as fuck. And I think that maybe I might be gay. I don't know what that magic juice does, but I'm, I'm feeling a bit gay. I want to go. I, I've, I've been painting sidewalks with uh, bright colors. I'm out in the streets in particularly nothing but dental floss. I've wiggled my hog at the neighbor kids and uh, it, it isn't good. And I don't know what caused that. I'm not saying it was a syringe that did it, but I wasn't like this before. I had a, a, a good job. Now I feel like protesting all the time. You know, I'm not really motivated to, to go out there and work. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at international issues as if they're part of my own problem. You know, anything that happens on the soil that I reside in, I push to the side and I gravitate towards problems that aren't necessarily having any effect on me at all. You know? So what do I do? I go to brick and mortar stores with my handmade sign and I scream at the storefront until my lungs are ready to collapse from myocarditis from a special juice that was inside of that's inside of me. I'm right. I'm, I'm trying to speed up the process of death by causing stress and anxiety to shoot through my body over issues that are taking place overseas. Meanwhile, a lot of the problems that I truly have are a lot to do with the things that are happening here in the country that I claim citizenship in. You know, that seems to be what we're all up to these days. It is fun to ignore uh, the root problem, you know. It is fun to do that, you know. It's It, it makes you... It, it makes you holier than thou to uh, consume somebody else's issues that are taking place overseas. You know, you might be struggling to make ends meet financially, just like the prime, uh, the prime minister just said on this podcast. You might be staring at a pamphlet of the maids program thinking to yourself, maybe I should just give them a call. What do they got to offer? You need some organs to sell to the Chinese? I'll tell you what. You might want to throw my liver out because I did some damage to that over uh, over the course of the holidays. The liver's no good. The lungs, not so much. Eh, not very good. You might be able to get a toenail and an eyelid off me if the Chinese are looking for those. I got a decent set of eyes on me. You know, I've been oogling at, uh, you know... 
all these uh, developed females that work at uh, uh, these stores that I've been walking into to try and find something nice for my wife this year. So the eyesight is good. You know, I've been just oogling. And are they underage? Are they of age? I have no idea anymore because, you know, back in the 2000s, you could distinctly tell the difference. But at this point, at this time, I have no idea. And I've put to rest the idea that I am a evil son of a bitch because of this. And I'm just going to enjoy the, the later years of my life being a pervert. And I apologize. And I apologize, you know. I try my best to decipher, but it is rather difficult in these times. I've uh, deleted TikTok because of that. You know, my daughter and her friends are on there and I don't, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't want that problem. You know, I'm a half decent guy. So I've, I've gotten rid of that. But what am I, when I'm in public and, uh, you know, these old girls with nose rings and no bras are, are, are putting in, you know, they're, they're, when they walk, it's not so elegant or eloquent, elegant, elegant. There we go. Eloquent, eloquente. When they fucking walk, they really slam their heel now. They walk very rigid. And without the bra, there's a lot of movement in the chest area, which, you know, causes a lot of movement in my loin area. And it's difficult as a elder gentleman, and I'm speaking on the on the behalf of uh, a lot of these older gents that uh, spent a majority of their lives working in industries where women weren't allowed to work in, and now all of a sudden we're we're you know we're we're in a new time, we're in a new era where the ladies can walk around with their tits out, and you want everybody to act normal and just hey those are tits that's fine, but then now we're doing the whole braless thing, and the girls are like walking like they're you know. Like they're about to, they're, they're marching in Munich, for Christ's sakes. Very heavy on the fucking heel, which causes a lot of recoil upstairs. And it sends some guys into a stratosphere fucking of sexuality that they've never experienced before. So we're navigating a lot of new waters here. How did I end up on this topic? I have no idea. But all I'm saying is we're struggling financially and it's hurting us all. And when we go out in public, we're finding things to just garner some sort of entertainment now because we can't afford the entertainment. As Mr. Trudy just said, as Mr. Trudeau, uh, the man right behind me here, which you can get a uh, the official um, T-shirt of Mr. Blackface himself at DangerCatShop.com. We, I, think, I believe we're one of the few people that will put our face... Uh, and not hide the fact that we support uh, any man that wants to do blackface, and not only once, but numerous times. And, and one of the greatest moments in Canadian history can be yours on a t-shirt at DangerCatShop.com. But what I'm saying is Mr. Mr. Trudy here is saying that uh, it is difficult. We have no money. We have no money in our wallets. We have nowhere to go, nowhere to run, nowhere to be. So we got to we got to find entertainment in our own ways and we got to do it in different uh capacities in different forms uh 
So maybe protesting for issues that you don't necessarily care about, but it, it's virtuous. You get a, a, a feel good about it. Everybody's kind of on board. It's an easy one to kind of jump on, you know? A lot of people will be like, yeah, I didn't know you, you were so passionate about this. And it's like, I'm not. I just want to look like I'm a good person, you know, because I, 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 I hate to say it, but I, I used to sell, uh, I used to sell my sister's panties online to pedophiles. And I'm just trying to recoup and feel better about myself about doing that in the past, you know? And by doing so, uh, what I'm doing now is I go out in public and I, I color on a goddamn piece of cardboard that I got from the dollar store with some markers and I put something like from the river to the sea. I'm a good person, believe me. I go out and I put, I put hashtag free Palestine in my Instagram bio so that everybody is like, oh, wow, I didn't realize that uh, Janae was such a good person. I didn't realize that Samantha was such a good person. Todd is out there with a sign and a Palestinian flag in a Yorkville mall, you know. He's in a mall out in Toronto with a Palestinian flag yelling at a Zara. I didn't know that he was such a good man. Over the holidays, instead of being with his family, what is he doing? He's at a Boxing Day sale at whatever local strip mall. Yelling at all the patrons that are uh, patrons that are looking to just get a nice deal on something because they couldn't afford the full price during the holidays, and now this guy is such a good dude that he's willing to go and uh, do something. I seen something else. Um, see if I can find that. Um, there was a uh, you know there was. A bunch of other people. It was at the JFK airport. And uh, these folks, you know, what were they doing? They're out there just yelling at uh, folks just trying to fly. You know, they're just screaming and yelling. Like another, another example. Let's see if we can find it. I imagine it'll be. Yeah, here we go. You know, outside of the JFK airport, everybody's blocking traffic, you know. These are like, these are the outcasts of families that uh, they had nowhere to go over the holidays. You know, December 26th, they decide that uh, the airport is the best place to really send a message. Because, you know, like people... It's already a stressful time of year, so you got to add a little more stress to these uh, other people that aren't necessarily involved with this issue. They don't really care too much about it. They just want to get the fuck home. So the best thing to get people on your side is to allow them to be late for flights that they cannot get on, you know, by blocking something like this, and these folks can't get back home. So nothing will, will make people take the issue that you have and make it part of their own and be as passionate as you are as if uh, as to uh, 
make these people miss a, a connecting flight or whatever, or whatever flight that they need to get on to head back home to their humble abode, their solitude, the peacefulness that, uh, that, that their home brings them is to take that away and, br- and present to them an issue that they need to take serious that's happening all across the world. And I, you know, nothing says free Palestine like white people with bad haircuts. The right of return. Nothing says free Palestine. And I hope you do well than a bunch of crackers in Canadian goose jackets. Lovely fashion. They're all very fashionable. All have uh, very particular hairstyles. This is fun. We're building a world-class gateway at the Kennedy International Airport. And here we have a nice shot of like 18 people blocking a road to uh, get to their departing flights. The fine folks are doing a wonderful job. I'm surprised in America none of these people have been shot. You know? In a place like, I guess, where is JFK Airport? Is that in Denver? Uh, oh, it's in New York. This all makes sense, you know? Nothing like putting putting people on their heels. And, 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 and you know, like another fine issue that we need to uh, take serious here is uh, Canada is, is ahead of the game. It's ahead of the game when it comes to being progressive and having everybody on our team on what we, how we think, how we feel. Get this fucking, somebody sent me an ad blocker and I I need to take that up. Tampons are now offered in Canadian Parliament men's bathrooms under Trudeau's new policy. (laughs) Let's listen to his Christmas message together. Moments and meals with loved ones. Merry Christmas, Canada. Tis the season to gather with friends and family, this to is share beautiful. moments and meals with loved ones, and to give thanks for the blessing. It is funny, because uh, the, the contrast between the last podcast clip that we played is like, share meals that you've got from a food bank, you know, in housing that is, uh, you know, in a, in a tent, in a, you know, very urban area of the city that you can seclude yourself just enough to where the police won't disturb you and the public is just away from you. And allow yourself to enjoy the family, the, the closeness, uh, seeing that it is, it, is, it is freezing temperatures, so you are going to have to be close for the body warmth to warm you this holiday season things in our lives for christians it's also a time to celebrate the birth of christ and the values he embodied Mm. values like compassion 
kindness, and hope. And while the story of... You see the difference here. This is what I mean. He has to have a script in front of him, so that way it doesn't... You know, he's able to juice this up a little. This clip is much better than the podcast one because the podcast one, he's just off script. He's saying whatever. Right here, he's got a nice teleprompter in front of him. He's able to uh, give some feel, some emotion behind those words. Like this is this is just a sheer drama teacher giving you exactly what you want in these moments in this time of year. Opposed to, you know, prior off script he's all over the place canada is a wonderful place for business even though and then just he's just singly shooting off one of his toes when he's off script when he's on script this is great look at the emotion behind this values he embodied values like compassion kindness and hope the tone the delivery it's all there that's the leader we need right now is somebody who can embody the passion behind the script that's given to him. And it's a, it's a damn shame. No one sees this. The work that he puts in to pretend like he gives a shit, you know? And while the story of Christ is being celebrated by Christians tonight, these values are universal. The holiday season is an opportunity for us all to bring comfort, joy, and light to those who need it most. <sighs> so let's love our neighbors as we love ourselves and find strength in our differences. Let's give back and extend a helping hand to those who've fallen on hard times. And let's share the warmth of the season with those who are spending the holidays alone this year. <laughs> That face right now that I have it paused on is like kind of like one of those ones where you say something offside and you do, you, you you realize what you've said and it's just like oh god this just isn't hitting right you know I'm about to have a nine course meal and if I look out my front window down upon the streets of Ottawa I'm watching somebody eat his own shoe you know it's like he wants to have compassion and empathy for those that are going through hard times during this holiday season. But at the same time, he's like, thank God I'm in the position that I am in. You know, thank God my dad was prime minister of this country or else God forbid, I don't know what the hell I'd be doing. I'd be a ski instructor out in Whistler still for Christ's sakes, still having to fucking figure out room and board. I'd be in the lineup at the soup kitchen just so I can, have something warm in my stomach that isn't just a hot load. You know, that's, that's, isn't it a shame that most Canadian women right now, the only way they can stay warm is by having some stranger shoot a hot load into them. Isn't that disgusting? You know, that's the state of the country is the women are, are out there in the streets, just shivering and chattering their teeth from the frostbite that is ridding their skin and the only way they've gotten a glimpse of warm, a glimpse of the warmth, is, a, is, a, is some stranger shooting a hot load inside their stomach. And they get that, that, that uh, you know, when you, you initially just, uh, you grab a cup of hot cocoa and that warm that, that uh, shoots through your fingertips and you can kind of feel it all the way up to the elbows and it, it sends a tingle down your spine. That's what they get to feel for only 30 seconds until their body regulates the temperature of that just 
blob of semen festering inside of their stomach. That shows how much I know about the female anatomy is that I think it's in the stomach. That's enough of that. Let's get into the article itself because this is, this is, uh, <laughs> this is wonderful, you know. Tampons and sanitary napkins are now available in men's bathroom uh, bathrooms at the Canadian Parliament under a new policy from Prime Minister Justin Trudeau that requires all federally regulated employers, including airports and military bases, to offer free menstrual products in all washrooms, regardless of gender noted on the door. <laughs> News of the policy change uh, spread last week after former Canadian Conservative uh, Senator Linda Froome posted a photo of a basket offering free pads and tampons inside a men's bathroom for transgender members of Parliament, setting off a firestorm online. Back in the day when only women menstruated, we had to pay for our own products. But now that men menstruate too, these products, as of this week, are mandated to be free in all men's washrooms in federal workplaces, including Parliament Hill, where this photo was taken today. And an honest account called HOC Staffer for the House of Commons later confirmed the, uh, the report. You know, that's how ungrateful women are. It's like, you know, since men can start menstruating, we've put forward these policies so that way you can have free uh, pads and, and, and uh, products that you need for your when your hoo-ha is bleeding, you know, when Shark Weeks comes around. And, 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 and nobody just appreciates what men do for these ladies, you know. As soon as we could start menstruating, we're like, hey, why are we paying for this? Why are we paying for these products? Why don't we make them free for everybody? Huh? Why don't we make these free for everybody? Why don't we all just use them? And the ladies are upset. They're like, we've been paying for these products for years. Are we going to get reimbursements? This is like, ah, this is like reparations. It's going to be coming around for women now. It's like, they're going to be, if you saved your receipts from like today, backwards of all the menstrual products that you've bought you're going to be reimbursed and tax season rolls around you get a little bit more of it back that's maybe we got to do that reparations for women on menstrual products you know i'm not saying i'm the greatest guy ever but i do have a good idea every now and then every now and then i shoot a not bad idea out there you know i'm trying to help canadian women i'm trying to tell canadian women that i'm on their team and something like this you know you're sitting here complaining about this you're upset about this just go in the men's bathroom and grab a fucking pad and I know some of you out there are thinking to yourself this is insane but oh my god are you kidding me the things men do for women and this is what we get in return. Shit on. You know? This is why we stopped holding the door for you. This is why we stopped opening the car door for you guys. You know? It's because of fucking shit like this. The moment that we start being able to fucking menstruate, we're like, hey, let's make the products free. Put them in the bathrooms for all the ladies. Now, all of a sudden, everybody's upset at us because we get periods too now. Unreal. What a damn shame. 
They're going to build dispensers for all tampons, which won't be used since one, men don't menstruate. How dare you? And two, they are going to bring them home to their wives for free. Again, <laughs> back to opening up. This is why we don't open up the car door. You know, if they're going to put them in there, hey, lay, hey, my fuck, honey, look at this. No more buying pads anymore. You're not going to believe it. They put them in the men's washroom, and I figured I'd ring about 60 of these little suckers home for you. That's a good husband right there. That is a good husband. And, uh, Nobody wants to say that. Nobody wants to say that. I'll say that out loud. That's a good man right there. That's a good man that's doing that. <laughs> Under the change to the Canadian Labor Code, which was originally announced in May, but finally went into effect on December 15th, menstrual products must be in toilet rooms regardless of the marked genders. This means that every female identified, male identified, and all gender toilet rooms will have to have menstrual products, the regulations posted on Canada's Employment and Social Development website. Unrestricted access to menstrual products better uh, protects menstruating employees and makes sure that they feel safe to use the toilet room that best reflects their gender. Boy, Canada is just so ahead of the game, aren't they? It is up to each employer to find the funding necessary to purchase these products and disposal containers. In a statement, Trudeau's government said that providing employers, uh, sorry, providing employees with access to menstrual products supports better health outcomes and workplace productivity while reducing the stigma that often associated with menstruation. <laughs> what an insane time we live in, you know? What an insane time that we live in. This is what's more important in Canadian Parliament than, uh, you know, allowing Canadians to thrive financially to the point where, you know, this is a, this is like a pizza party for uh, employees of a company. You know, it's just you guys worked so hard. The company made $100 billion this year. So on December 20th, before you guys uh, work through the holidays, we're going to have a pizza party. Little Caesars Pizza, okay? Not not the good stuff that, you know, that homemade joint that's down the block that you guys all love. No, no, Little Caesars. $10 pizzas. And they just came out with stuffed crust. Huh? Isn't that great? Little Caesars Pizza for everybody in the office. We'll all get together in the lunchroom. And you guys can have an extra five minutes on break, so maybe you can get a second slice. But... I fucking dare you to try and attempt to take an extra slice back to your office that day. We, it ain't going to happen, all right? We will throw out the pizza before we allow you to take any of it home, okay? But we are going to do something nice. That's like that. that that's that in, in, a, in a federal form. It's like, hey, I understand that money's tight right now. I understand that rent is a little hard to come up with. I understand that a lot of you are struggling financially. You know, you don't know whether or not you're going to be able to keep your home. We don't know whether or not you're going to be able to, you know, get through this next pay period. You either got to choose that, uh, do I want my lights to stay on or do I want to starve? Those are the two decisions that you have to make. But right now, 
What's more important is letting federal employees know that whether you have a cock or a pussy, that we care that you're menstruating right now. You know, if you cut your cock off and shove a tomato paste popsicle up your twat so that way you can replicate menstruating, we got you covered. We got a we got a pod here for you that you can shove up there and it'll take it all away. You can feel like the woman you were meant to be despite looking like a linebacker for the Edmonton Eskimos, you know, despite looking like you are an, uh, a tight end. And I'm not saying that you don't have a tight end, you know what I mean? Like you're a, a fucking defensive tackle for the Oakland Raiders. You know, you got shoulders on you like a goddamn grizzly bear. But God damn it, do you look good in an evening gown? You can barely tell that your shoulders are as wide as an F-350 in that sundress. And we're here to let you know that we care that you're menstruating as well. Welcome to Canada. Welcome to Canada. So if you do have a DUI down in Texas, that's what you're coming into. So you're welcome. You should thank yourself and pat yourself on the back that you don't even get the option to come up here. Don't get mad at us over the fact that you were drinking and driving, you know, or the fact that you got caught and you don't get to come to Canada no more. You don't get to get mad at us, all right? But what you do get to, what you do get to have is the feeling of knowing that you don't have to deal with that. So you're welcome. Be thankful this holiday season. And we'll see you New Year's. New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, we're in Banff. New Year's Day, we're in Calgary. Tickets at DangerCatchyUp.com. And if you would like an extra episode and you want to support the show, head on over to uh, Patreon.com slash DangerCat69. The, uh, the link is down in the bio. It's a way to support the show. All the things that I got going on here, I'm trying to, you know, it's the holiday season we're getting back in order. By the new year, we will have this all up and running. It'll be great. It'll be grand. It'll be beautiful. But yes, uh, a great way to support the show is head patreon.com slash DangerCat69. You get uh, this episode that you were just listening to earlier than everybody else. And you get an extra episode every Thursday when uh, this episode drops on all platforms for free. So that's right. You get this episode and an extra episode every week. This episode would be earlier and an extra one on Thursday when all the other suckers got to listen to it. Well, after you already got all the misinformation that you need. So thank you again. Uh... This has been a riot. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Uncle Act Podcast. Oh, yeah, hate mail. There was no hate mail. Everybody's happy over the holidays. If you got some hate mail, be sure to send it to me. Uncle Hack at DangerCats.tv. It's down in the description down below as well. And uh, thank you, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful holiday. Hopefully, you are around your loved ones or even the ones you hate. Um but uh, stay real out there. We've enjoyed this. This has been a fucking wonderful time. Take care, everybody.